I'm Mark Adams and welcome to episode 9 of Mark's Mess Podcast, where with my daughters Charlotte and Catherine we look at the world of geekery using the alphabet as our guide. Well, that's not quite true, because Charlotte and Catherine aren't here this time. Catherine has got exams this month for deciding which of the big schools that she's going to. In Northern Ireland, the education system is you start P1, primary one, the year you turn five, the school year you turn five, and you finish it in P7, the school year you turn 11, and this is the year that uh, she has. So she'll be going to big school for five or seven years, depending if she does uh, A-levels or anything like that. So this is a big thing. She's got three Saturdays. She has to do exams. Awful thing for a child that age to have to do, but it's the way our educational system is. Charlotte has got, not only has she got flute exams, she's doing grade five in her concert flute which, uh, you know, she needs to do a lot more practice for, so she hasn't got time for the podcasting this month. She's also in her school choir, and earlier on this week, as I record, she was with her school choir at Children in Need, which is the BBC, I suppose what Americans would call a telephone. And Children in Need has been running for oh a good number of years, as long as I can remember. Uh, and it's always had a connection with Doctor Who. The 20th anniversary Doctor Who, you know, the five Doctors, it was first shown on the night during Children Need, split up into several parts. A few years later, when Doctor Who was on hiatus, they brought many of the Doctors together for Dimensions in Time. Uh, from memory, they had John Pertwee, jo- Tom Baker, Peter Davidson, Colin Baker, Sylvester McCoy, all those ones. But it was also a crossover with EastEnders. It's not the best Doctor Who thing, but worth looking out for. The David Tennant's first scene as Doctor Who, just before Christmas Invasion starts, was shown on uh, Children Night. So it's something that us geeks have got a connection with. But anyway, Charlotte appeared on it with a choir from around the UK. I've forgotten exactly how many of them there were, singing Stand By Me. And she even got her face on television. So a big thing for her. So this month, the girls cannot make it. But I am here and I get to do anything I want, except I was told I'm not allowed to sing. I've been a great fan of podcasts for many years, since my brother Roger gave me a CD of an Escape Pod episode. I discovered I could could find it. My very first MP3 player was 125 megabytes. And I remember downloading Seventh Son and it could only fit two episodes of the podcast player I had at that time. And I've enjoyed discovering new shows that have been put together with love and care. And many of the people out there listening have these shows. Some shows are no longer with us. Some are even lost to the winds of time, forgotten by all but a few. In the last few years, I've been learning the delicate art of podcasting. The crafting of the words, the skillful editing, the gnashing of teeth when you've lost all your recordings. But this is not my story. The pinnacle of the art form, it can be argued, is the promo. With seconds to explain who you are, what you do, and where you can be found, it shows the creative side of the medium. This episode is about the promo. To have a successful promo, I believe you need just three things within that promo. First of all, let the people know who you are, then let the people know what you do, and let the people finally know where to find you. For me, if you've got all three of these, you have yourself a successful promo. 
If you are a podcaster and you've checked all three of these boxes, then congratulations, you have done a good job. You're awesome. But like TV advertising, some go a bit further to encourage you to remember them. I grew up with a lot of television. Sometimes adverts interrupted the programs, and sometimes, let's face it, the programs interrupted the adverts because they were so entertaining. Growing up with things like, tell them about the honey mummy. Tell them about the honey mummy. Or, for mash get smash. For mash get smash. Or, super crazy prices. So come crazy prices shopping. Each one etched into a gullible young mind to retain until I am dust. Let's look at the extra things that some of the people have put into their promos. I'll put them into several categories. First of all, nostalgia. This works by bringing us back to a time when we were happy. What, listening to music, being with friends, watching certain TV shows maybe? Music is a great way of doing this. Each week at the moment I'm watching episodes of Top of the Pops that are being broadcast in the BBC, which shows the music from 1982. And I'm realising that this is my era. The girls are very amused by the styles of hair and the dance moves. And to be honest, it seems a bit creepy at times. But within each show, a song will whisk me back like a flux capacitor to what I was doing when I first heard that tune. The next two promos did that for me when I first heard them. 20 Minute Long Box is no longer with us, but I remember this promo. Bring me back to those heady days when John Crichton's dilemmas ruled my life for an hour each week. That sense of adventure translated to Stephen Lacey's podcasting offering to listen and be transported back then. My name is Steve Lacey, and I'm a podcaster. The randomizer hit my long boxes, and now I'm lost in my comic book collection. Help me. Help me. Listen, please, is there anybody out there who can hear me? I'm being controlled by an overbearing and fickle randomizer. I'm doing everything I can to review this book in the next 20 minutes. This is the 20-minute long box. The 20-Minute Long Box is the briefest and most random of comic book podcasts. Every two weeks, a completely random comic book from my collection is the subject of the show. Find me at the show's site, 20minutelongbox.libsyn.com, the show's blog at 20minutelongbox.wordpress.com, or search for 20-Minute Long Box on iTunes. Prepare yourself for random. Now, I do remember that 20 Minute Long Box is no longer on the internet, so don't go looking for it, but Stephen Lacey can be found in many other podcasts, and we'll touch on that later on. When Emily Middleton brought the Bronze Age to us, the music she chose, as well as mimicking the word pattern of the TV show she nabbed it from, gave her podcast that epic feeling that it deserved, and that would be exploring the vast time in comic book history that the Bronze Age took. She did not disappoint in what she gave us in that podcast. Do look this up. She's stopped making new ones, but the old ones are still, well, classic bronzied stuff. It was the dawn of the third age of comics, 15 years after the rise of the Comics Code Authority. The Bronze Age was a dream given form. Its goal? To portray superheroes in a way that was socially relevant by tackling real-world issues. It's a catch-all, a place to explore monsters, demons, gunslingers, gods, and superheroes alike. 
Writers and artists wrapped in house styles of sophisticated realism, creating the stuff of legends. There is no assurance of quality, but it's our last best hope for comic books. This is a retrospective of the true golden age. The year is 1970. The name of the podcast, Uncovering the Bronze Age. Tune into our feed for regular content at relativelygeekypodcast.blogspot.com. Also home to the Quarterbin Podcast and the Short Box Showcase. Second element that people use is humor. Humor is a good thing, but we all understand that it can be subjective. What Catherine finds funny may leave the rest of us wondering why she is giggling uncontrollably. Many people will inject some fun and laughter into their promo, knowing that after a few listens, the joke may wear thin. A good way to combat this is with the first example from Comic Book Time Machine, where they use brevity not to outstay their welcome. Guys, we finally developed our time machine. Should we use it to go back and see how Stonehenge was built? Or become friends with Hitler and convince him to stay in art school. Or we could go back in time and get the comic books we missed. Yeah! Yeah! The Comic Book Time Machine. A journey back in time to explore comic books. Good and bad. Whether from seven decades ago or seven days ago. Join our journey at comicbooktimemachine.com. The benefit of using humour is the goodwill that it gives us in making someone laugh, smirk, or inwardly smile. While it is hard to get a joke that you can tell again and again, situations or catchphrases work uh, well. I grew up watching Friday Night Comedy in the UK, where the characters came with an expectation of what they would say. Vrimmer always giving the wrong Space Corps directive, Jonesy always shouting, Don't panic! while obviously in a flap, and Cliff coming up with obvious made-up facts to impress his fellow barflies. It is a relationship that we have with the characters that gives us that expectation. Dave gave us his character cliche with his second promo for Dave's Daredevil podcast. Okay, doing the new promo. Do not say take the dare. Do not say take the dare. Okay, go. Hello, darling. Nice to see ya. It's me, J. David Weeder, the Conway Twitty of podcasting. But please call me Dave. I host a show called Dave's Daredevil Podcast, where I talk about Marvel's Man Without Fear and Netflix superstar Daredevil. But I'm here to tell you that things have changed. Don't worry, I've still got more hornhead goodness than you can shake a billy club at and a desperado love for Daredevil. And episodes of the show still come out each and every Sunday. But now Dave's Daredevil Podcast is part of the Two True Freaks Podcast Network. That's right, the show can now be found at twotruefreaks.com, home of Earth's mightiest podcasts. And if you haven't tried the show before, I see the want to in your eyes. So take the time to check out Dave's Daredevil Podcast, because sometimes you need a podcaster with a slow hand. Dave's Daredevil Podcast, every Sunday at twotruefreaks.com. Take the dare. I have no self-control. Dave's Daredevil podcast is now Dave Does Podcasts on the Two True Freaks Network, where he widens his choice of topics, and it's well worth a listen. There's also the epic promo. I like to keep my promos under 60 seconds, as I feel I'm not creative enough to hold people's interests longer. Some promos earn the right to be long by being epic in the scale they are painting in our minds. We are now getting used to the Christmas TV adverts for companies such as John Lewis with storylines and bouncing animals, but it takes a lot to keep our attention. 
There needs to be a narrative while ramping up tension for what may happen next. Fantasticast did that right from the start with its first promo, bringing together many talented podcasters to form a wide cast and transporting us to the time of Lee and Kirby, where we see the early adventures of the Fantastic Four unfold in our mind's eye in a short time. If you're going to go epic, this is how you should do it. The dawn of an age. The founding of a family. You know we haven't done enough research into the effects of cosmic rays. We've got to take that chance. Conditions are right tonight. Let's go. They're penetrating the ship. Our shielding isn't strong enough. I feel like I'm burning up. Too heavy. Can't move. Too heavy. We're all alive. I feel so strange. You're fading away. I can't see you at all anymore. Look what's happened to you. You are changing. Oh, Reed, not you too. What happened to me? To all of us. I can fly. We gotta use that power to help mankind, right? And so was born the Fantastic Four. Or soon the Mole Man will have the entire world in his power. I am the mightiest living mortal on Earth. And now, mankind shall feel that might. The Fantastic Four. Little do they dream they're but palms in a hand. Of Doctor Doom. The Human Torch will be the Puppet Master's next victim. You bastards can't change the way I can. That means I'm the most powerful person on Earth. I've been expecting you, for I am the Thinker. I vow never to return, my lord, until the Fantastic Four are no more and the planet Earth is no more. You're in the presence of the awesome Ralatons, King of Kings, Master of Men. And Lord of the Seven Sons. Fool, you're just a muscular freak. Blind or Hulk. Stop! You must not enter the castle of Diablo. My journey has ended. This planet shall sustain him till it has been drained of all elemental life. So speak, Galactus. Flame on! It's clobbering time! The Fantastic Four from the very beginning witnessed the origins of a legend. The Fantasticast, ffcast.libsyn.com When I listened to this, part of me always wanted them to enact the comics week after week in this style and with this cast, but I guess maybe that's a bit too much to wish for. Lastly, talk about the curveball. Sometimes a promo is so out of the box with the concept that it catches my attention immediately. Unfortunately, if an idea is good, it is often copied and then it loses the impact that the original had. Am I the only one that's fed up with reality shows about rich people or talent shows that you have to have a sub story to get to the next round? The next example is a podcast. Well, it's the best promo of a podcast I've never actually listened to because the topic doesn't really interest me, but it's on my list of things I will listen to in the future. But every time this promo is aired, I listen to it intently and smile. It is I, Darkseid. I command you to listen to the Who's Who podcast. Uncover the powers and weaknesses of the Super Friends so that I may destroy them. Aquaman and Superman, Animal Man and Plastic Man, Firestorm and Nuclear Man, Batman and Hawkman, 2D Man and Hour Man. Who are all these people, man? They're all part of the DC. Who's Who? Booster Boy and Booster Gold, Lightning Lass and Hippolyta, Phantom Stranger, Hedrick and Arisian 
that one guy. What guy? Mr. Pretzel, Mr. Lipstick, Mr. Mitzelfuzzle? Mr. Mitzi's Pitlick? Yeah, him. He's also part of the DC Who's Who. Who's Who, the definitive podcast of the DC Universe. Available monthly at fireandwaterpodcast.com and on iTunes and Stitcher. I did contact the Irredeemable One to ask if, if there was a story behind the song in the promo. Thankfully, Shag got back to me quite quickly, so thank you for that, Mr. Shag. <laughs> Mr. Shag sounds so wrong. Uh, sounds like Basil Brush in, in some sort of weird show. <laughs> he, he replied that they put the call out to some mu- uh, musicians to help, and Daniel Cynical Adams and Ashton Burgeon of the Mad Mama Jamas delivered an amazing piece. I have to agree, it is an amazing piece, and those two did a fantastic job, and well done to whoever came up with the concept for it. Well, that's my ramblings. I hope you this did entertain you in between times the girls came. These are just my observations. I am no more qualified than you in looking at podcast promos. If your podcast promo wasn't featured, don't worry. Because if you're a podcaster, you're awesome already. That's one thing I've learned. These are examples of podcast uh, promos that caught my ear at one time or another. So go explore at podcasts. The brave new worlds of sound and dive into them and enjoy it. So thank you for listening. Next month we will have the girls back. We'll have something, maybe something special for Christmas. Maybe not. We'll see what we've got time for. If you would like to contact us, you can contact us by email in mymarksmess at gmail.com or on Twitter. And thank you for all those that have followed us on Twitter. And there's quite a few at Mark's Mess Podcast without the T. You can check us out on the webpage, marksmesspodcast.blogspot.com or look out for us on Facebook uh, page, which is the main place I update because I'm just la- too lazy to sign into everything else. Uh, find us on our Facebook page, Mark's Mess Podcast. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next month.